If you know me, you know I'm a die-hard believer in strength training as a runner. But the big asterisk is that strength training alone is not enough. I repeat, strength training alone is not enough. If you're a strong runner, it does not mean that you're going to have this amazing running form, unfortunately. I mean, wouldn't that be a lot easier? And that's because strength training does not change our movement patterns. It can improve our movement patterns, but it does not change our movement patterns while we are running on a neurological level. So again, strength training is a must. You should be a strong runner, but on the flip side, you should also be working on your running form. So today, let's go through two cues that will quickly improve your running form. And these cues are something that you can implement in your run tomorrow or today. So let's get started. Welcome to Rehab for Runners the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Welcome back to the Rehab for Runners podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm just going to spit the facts out. I did not get into the Chicago lottery. Big bummer. Why do we take those things so personally? Like, I didn't get in because I'm not a good runner. It's so stupid. I didn't get in because, like, everyone and their mother tried to get in, and they only picked, like, 20,000 people. Let's be honest, but it still stings a little. Like, I quickly opened that email, and my stomach dropped. My heart was like, oh. Pretty sure my heart rate went up like 40 beats per minute. I see the email. I open the email and I'm like, maybe I got in. No, I didn't. Quickly delete. (laughs) Like it never happened. So funny how that works. So if you got into Chicago, just know that you are a lucky SOB and you should go buy a lottery ticket because the odds are in your favor and you are going to rock that race. It's funny how when you're training for a race, it's almost like running gets a little bit more real. Like you understand like I need to prioritize my sleep. I need to prioritize my recovery. I need to actually do this strength training workout. I need to also do a dynamic warm up and post run mobility. And another thing to just add to this wonderful laundry list of things to do is to work on your running form. Because let's face it, if you've signed up for a race and you've started training, like you are in it. Mentally, you are like, I am getting to the start line and the finish line. I am 100% committed and I'm gonna do everything I can to finish this race because you're mentally committed and you're physically going through your training plan. And I think improving your running form is something that, and just like working on your running form is something that we don't think about doing unless we're injured. I mean, let's be honest. If you're all of a sudden having knee pain when you're running, you're like, okay, let me try to increase my cadence and let me try to lean forward and let me try to do this and this and change up my foot strike and all that jazz. And I think it's also important to 
improve your running form to just prevent injuries, increase your efficiency of your runs because you want to be an efficient runner. It's I always think about efficiency as like your running form is like a machine, like it should be working for you on autopilot. You don't want to necessarily be thinking about all these things to do unless you are actively trying to improve your running form. But as you are trying to improve your running form, you're thinking about cues to work on on certain runs and things to do on certain runs. And eventually it should become second nature. You shouldn't have to think about these two cues I'm about to tell you throughout every run for the rest of your life. I mean, eventually it's going to become a habit. It's going to become second nature, which I think is really cool. So first of all, let's talk about some things that you should not be doing when you're running. And I can think of two off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a million more, but two off the top of my head I'm seeing all the time. You should not force yourself into a new foot strike. So that's a big no-no. If someone's telling you to do that, red flag. I'm just going to keep waving that red flag so you don't injure yourself more. I cannot tell you how many times, anytime I post like something about how you shouldn't change your foot strike, I always, always get messages that say, I wish I knew this before somebody as in a run coach, even a PT or another, you know, maybe like a track coach or something forced them into a new foot strike and they got injured more, whether that was a stress fracture or a completely different overuse injury. And it's like, that's not good. We don't want that. The whole point of improving your running form is to decrease your risk for injury. And the research really shows that you do not have to force yourself and you should not force yourself into a new foot strike because say I'm going from a heel strike to a midfoot strike. If your body is forcing this new load from my heel to now my midfoot where I'm landing and catching that ground reaction force and load, then all of a sudden those tissues, ligaments, the joints, the tendons, everything in between is going to now take on this new load that is not used to handling. And what does that cause? Overuse injury very quickly. So just note that it is not needed to change your foot strike. The other thing off the top of my head that is not needed is to squeeze your glutes when you're running. I don't know why anyone came up with this, if I'm being honest. It's like squeezing your glutes when you're deadlifting or squatting. Like, no, we don't need to be doing that. I don't know the first person that was like, this is a good idea because it's just not. (laughs) It's just not. So if you're forcing your glutes to squeeze, then think about all the other important muscles. I mean, you know, I talk about the glutes a lot, but I also do mention a lot of other important muscles. You're not having to squeeze your hip flexor, squeeze your hamstrings, squeeze your pectineus, squeeze your posterior tibialis. I mean, That would just be insane and it wouldn't even be fun at that point because those muscles should naturally turn on as you improve your running form and as you strengthen those muscles. So don't do it. You don't need to do it. Definitely unnecessary. So let's get into two running cues that actually work to improve your running form. And if you know me, you know, and you've worked with me one-on-one with the running analysis, you know, I like to actually start from the top down with the running analysis because your head and your trunk position and your arm swing have a big, big impact on your hips and your pelvis and your knee and your leg swing. So that is why. So with these two cues, I'm going to start with the top down. So the first cue is to pump your arms. 
I don't know why we forget that we have arms when we run, but especially as we get tired or as the run gets harder or longer, we often just forget that we have arms. So pump your arms. You have them for a reason and they serve a really big purpose when we're running. If you think about your arms, as you pump your right arm forward, I'm like going through the motion. As you pump your right arm forward, your thoracic spine and ribs rotate towards the left because we're rotating with the right arm coming forward. So it's rotating towards the left and the left leg should be in sync with the right arm swing. So as the left leg comes forward, the pelvis and the trunk is rotating to the right. So there's this counter rotation from the arm swing in the basically the mid back, the thoracic spine and the pelvis. There's this counter rotation. So if your arm swing is off and I can say off like you're just not swinging it enough or it's going side to side or your thoracic spine is very stiff, then you're not going to be able to rotate your trunk like upper mid back to counter rotate with your pelvis, which is going to completely throw off your arm swing. Think about the best run you've ever had. Didn't it feel effortless? Like you could just go at that pace for a long time. You didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to feel like you were pushing yourself to go at that pace. You know what I'm talking about. We've all had, you know, those amazing runs. And if you think about it, it's like, oh, everything was in sync. And the first thing that needs to be in sync besides your breathing is your arm with your leg opposite arm, opposite leg. So as you pump your arms, you need to be rotating with your mid back, not with your shoulders. Big difference. You've seen those runners that pump their arms across their body and it just looks like they're going like side to side almost. And that is a good sign that thoracic spine is very tight. We need to loosen up thoracic spine because that tells me that your shoulders are rotating to make up for thoracic spine stiffness. The rotation should come from your thoracic spine, not from your shoulders. So if you're trying to improve your arm swing, really the first thing that I do is one, practice it in a mirror, practice pumping your arms in front of a mirror, have that gentle fist and just pump your arms, work on your arm swing. The second thing is work on your thoracic mobility, whether you have to rotate often throughout the day, get the foam roller out, but just really working on that thoracic mobility will help your arm swing. The second running cue that is very helpful, in my opinion, is all about the leg swing. So going back to, I feel like I'm just triggered when someone says that you have to change your foot strike, or now I'm just triggered if someone says that you have to have a certain cadence, like you should know by now that you should not be like, I have to run at 180 beats per minute, because this cue goes with your cadence. And when someone says to increase your cadence, What they're really saying is, I want to see how your running form changes when I tell you to increase your steps per minute. It's not saying run at 180 steps per minute and you're good to go. You have the most perfect running form. It's saying maybe you're overstriding a little bit and I want you to increase your step length by research really says like five to 10%. So if you think about it, that is not a lot. And I want to see how your running form is affected by you increasing your cadence. So again, there is no magic number. I'm not hiding any secrets from you. There is no secret formula to determine your cadence. 
it really comes down to what does your running form look like with a certain cadence and keep in mind that your cadence will be lower during easier or like those slower runs so if I tell someone to increase your cadence or work on taking shorter strides I also want you to work on usually the cue that I give is not to decrease your stride length because if you're decreasing your stride length we've all seen it or maybe we've tried it I know I've tried it where you're trying to basically increase your like turnover and it's almost like you're doing like high knees please tell me you know what I'm talking about like you're just like short choppy steps and it's like this is exhausting how am I supposed to run x amount of miles doing this because I'm tired and this is supposed to be an easy run so it's not turning your running form into high knees It's turning your running form and working on your knee drive, but working on it moving forward versus straight up. So, you know, with high knees, like you're working on just getting your knees up and that is not efficient. That is not how you should be running. I want you, instead of even thinking about cadence, even thinking about your stride length, I want you to focus on bringing your knee forward. So focus on bringing your knee forward to get your momentum moving forward versus focusing on lifting that knee up. And that will help your running form more than focusing on any number or cadence out there. Those are just two mistakes that I see often. So if you can work on your running form, I always recommend with my one-on-one running analysis clients to work on one cue at a time because you don't wanna be thinking about multiple things. So like say you have four runs this week and you do want to improve your running form. Let's say your long run is just, you don't think about anything during that run, you just run. And then two of those runs, you're focusing on bringing your knee forward, not up, bringing it forward so the momentum moves forward. Then on the other run, you're working on your arm swing, making sure that you you loosen up that thoracic spine. You're working on pumping your arms. Maybe it's a speed day. That would be a good day to work on it. So each day you might have something that you're working on, like each run should have a goal. You should not be just going out there and just, you know, blah, 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 I'm just running for fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but each run should have a goal. So even if the goal is I want to have fun or I want to decrease my stress, that's fine. Just know what your goal is. But if you can come back to a certain cue, one cue per run, then I think you'll be able to improve your running form. And you'll also be way more aware of how your body's feeling when you're running if you are focusing on your running form. So I hope that helps. Let me know. You can always tag me on Instagram if you enjoyed this episode. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.